Hello, welcome to Meraki Unboxed. My name is Simon and I'm the host of this show, which we run twice a month. And for the last, goodness me, three or four months, we've been doing this from home. Like many of you, I'm sure, uh, we are still in this remote working situation, but it doesn't stop this show from going on. So really happy to have you back here again uh, with us. And Meraki Unboxed is a podcast we run every couple of weeks with the intention of giving you an insight into some of the products, technologies, and the people at Cisco Meraki. And uh, we really would love to make sure that this is as relevant to you as possible. So as I always say at the beginning of every show, uh, this really lives and dies by your own um, inputs and your own contributions. So I'd love to hear from you uh, with any topics you'd like us to cover, uh, any people you'd like us to talk to, and maybe that would be you. So if you'd like to be on the show or if you've got a topic you'd like to suggest, uh, please do reach out to me uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Meraki Simon is my handle, at Meraki Simon. Send me a message, say hello, uh, let me know what you would love us to talk about on the show, and we definitely will make sure we get that lined up. That's exactly what we did recently with our Wi-Fi 6E episode. That was the last one we put out, so if you missed that one, do go back and have a look. And there's a whole bunch of episodes we've recorded now, many of which are still absolutely relevant today. So you know, if you'd like to catch up and learn a little bit more about Meraki, uh, just go back through the archive of the podcast on your app and you'll uh, you'll find plenty of material to keep you entertained. Today, we are turning our attention to a product that we launched at the end of 2019, uh, which is really intended to take Meraki into you know, different environments from uh, where we've been able to reach before. And so we'll certainly get into that in just a second. Uh, but first of all, I want to introduce the guests uh, for the show today, and uh, both from Meraki. I'm very happy to introduce uh, Aham and Shilpi. Uh, Aham, you are the product manager for the product we're talking about today, is that right? That is correct. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. We will get back to you any second now. And Shilpi, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Simon. How are you? I'm great. I, I am always good when I'm doing these. They're always good fun. Um, and, and so just to, so everybody knows, uh, please introduce yourselves. Um, Aham, let's start with you. What do you do for Meraki? Tell us a little bit of your background, what you've been doing uh, for us and maybe what you've been doing beforehand uh, to, to bring you to this place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, very impressive numbers. I was checking uh, with you uh, before that we started on how many people tune in. Uh, sounds like we should get you like an official studio soon with microphones and a YouTube channel. Yeah, I could do with that. There's, there's too much echo in this room. You can probably hear it. I need, I need all that foam that we had in the office. I miss that. I miss that. Yeah, absolutely. We all do. Um, yeah. So my name is Aham. Um, I'm a senior product manager on Meraki team. Um, I joined Meraki, uh, a bit over two years ago and my team handles the MX, the MI, MG and Z product lines. Uh, so it's four product lines within the Meraki portfolio under what we call the secure SD-WAN uh, product motion. So it's been really a great journey uh, for, for me and my team. Um, prior to Meraki, actually, I've been into the networking industry for almost my entire career. Um, so I, I started my career uh, working as a network engineer um, in what was uh, Nortel at that point mm. um, when it existed in uh, Rest in peace. I remember it. Yep, remember those times. Uh, so I really started to be, being a network engineer out of college. I'm an engineer by trade, um, got a degree in electronics and telco, uh, uh, telecommunications engineering. Um, that was my first gig, installing campus networks and enterprise networks, um, mainly on the switching side. And then switched to quote-unquote product management, uh, but it was really more of a sales engineering role, uh, handling a, uh, a very large enterprise and service provider mm -hmm. uh, portfolio, product portfolio uh, that deals with uh, big projects, really. Uh, so talking about telco backbones, talking about uh, country backbones. Um, and that was around the time when 3G uh, is, is becoming a thing for in, the, in the telco world. Uh, so there's a lot of transition from the radio technology to IP backbone technology. Uh, so there's a lot of hype around getting networking into telcos and big enterprises. Um, then got lucky and privileged to be on a Fulbright scholarship to come to the United States. Um, spent a couple of the years uh, doing MBA and quickly realized that I really love technology. I really love networking. 
and I really like uh, product management. Um, so joined the company, a small company in North Carolina uh, for about five years where um, myself and my boss was still there uh, as, a, as a chief product officer. Um, built an entire networking line uh, for the high-end residential home mm -hmm. environment. So these are um, kind of the, the really big luxury mansions and homes uh, that people go there and install uh, home automation systems or home theater systems. So that market was going through the same transitions uh, where uh, desperate systems are converging over IP and the customer base was trying to get into that market and get their head around how to deal with networking in a residential environment. So we saw a big opportunity to build a product line that is catered to those customers uh, and focus a lot on severely simplifying this complex technology uh, so they can install it and support it uh, very quickly. Fast forward five years, we, we grew the brand uh, from nothing to be number one market leader in that space. Uh, so looking for a different challenge and, and came to Meraki really to uh, be on this journey, on this SD1 explosion journey. So happy to be here. Wow, that's that's quite a pedigree we got there. I'm excited to hear the old uh, the old name Nortel again. I haven't heard that for quite a while, but there was also some interesting uh, you know tr themes throughout what you were talking about there. Sort of first of all, convergence around IP, which has obviously uh, been quite a journey. It's taken a long, long time, but it's really now IP is just so dominant for almost everything that we do, both in our professional and personal lives online. Um, Absolutely. And that simplification thing was interesting as well. So almost any field you can think of, you know, the balance for technology always is trying to get the uh, get the, the the features and the functionality in people's hands, but without making it too complex. Of course, that's that's our bread and butter at Meraki. Yeah, actually, that's one of the main reasons that drove me into Meraki is the mission of simplification, because you know there's that stigma that by simplifying technology, uh, people will uh, will feel their jobs are threatened. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite the opposite. They will be more empowered to do more with their time uh, than they used to, than they ever be uh, before. Uh, so that that mission and and obviously the the team and the culture of Meraki really drew me into the space. Awesome. All right. Well, let's bring Shilpi in. Um, Shilpi, you're um, you're the product marketing manager for for this sort of area supporting Aham. Is that right? That's right, Simon. So I'm part of the product marketing team here at Meraki. And I work very closely with Aham. Uh, I take care of the marketing side of our wireless van product line, which is MG Cell or Gateway. Um, and yeah, before Meraki, I started as a software analyst at Accenture. I really enjoyed uh, my days in technology consulting for four years or so. And then I kind of got interested in pursuing the business side of things. And I headed to grad school. It was a scary feeling to just leave the job and head to the grad school. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm glad I uh, took that jump. Uh, during my time there, I kind of felt like the product world, which is heavily driven by what customers care about, could could be my true calling and eventually moved on to doing product marketing roles in different companies. Um, I, I worked at Ericsson for a little while. That was my first week in IT networking. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I continued to grow within um, startups and mid-sized companies, in the, mainly in the financial services and mobile payment industry. Uh, and full round circle, finally came back to the IT networking to take on this wonderful opportunity here at Cisco Meraki. Uh, and I couldn't agree more with Aham, which is like when I met the team here, I was drawn to the culture and the people and uh, how they believe in what they're doing here. So, yeah. My goodness. And, we... and part of like, <laughs> go ahead. Now go on, Shelby, finish. Yeah, we all get emotional when we talk about our experiences at Meraki. So I was just going to add that. I had a wonderful experience the, uh, within my first year at Meraki where we launched a product for small business. And then and then eventually I moved on to the wireless van product, which we'll talk about today. That's great. And, and my goodness, the, we have set a very high bar here in terms of expectations with so much experience between the two of you. Um, we, we, we know we're going to get a pretty thorough walkthrough <laughs> this uh, this product we want to talk about today. Um, okay, so um, Aham, I'm going to turn it to you. Uh, First of all, you know what is this thing we want to talk about today? Uh, we we've uh, we titled the podcast. Uh, it's basically a conversation about uh, cellular wireless and the wide area network. But please tell us more and and what this thing is. Yeah, um, so we're really focusing today on the newest member of the Meraki platform, which is Meraki Cellular Gateway. Uh, short is MG. Uh, so it's a new product family that we introduced to the uh, to the platform, and it's the newest member of the family. 
Um, and the first uh, product within that product family is the MG21 and the MG21e, which we launched, as you mentioned, uh, towards the end of 2019, which now feels really, really long time ago <laughs> with the pandemic. Uh, but at its simplest format, the uh, MG product or the cellular gateway product is a device that sits on the network that converts a cellular network to an Ethernet network downstream. Um, so you can think about it as, you know, in the simplest format, uh, you have a router um, and you want to have cellular connectivity and you put the MG21 uh, as that device that connects, that converts your cellular network to an Ethernet network that connects to the router. Okay. Um, and the beauty of, one of the beauties of, of Meraki MG is that it is a Meraki product. So it's a standalone Meraki product that is cloud managed and gets all the benefits that you get with any Meraki product. And so that, that's obviously exciting. We want to take uh, Meraki wherever we can. We want to be able to support as many different environments as we can. Why did we initially decide to, to make it? Because we, we've had something a bit like this before, haven't we? So, so explain maybe a little bit of the the background to this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that you know one of the things that I get asked about is that, uh, when I'm talking to customers and partners is, oh, so Meraki is now in the cellular world. Um, and my answer to that, we've been in the cellular world ever since we launched the MX product. Um, so really, the journey for Meraki with cellular is goes back all the way to the first MX, MX60 that we launched. And you can see uh, from every product that we have on the MX, especially on, on the low-end part of the portfolio with the MX60 series, uh, the 60, 64, 65, uh, 67, 68, um, there is a USB interface on those products. Mm -hmm. And when we talked about uh, and we started to think, see what customers use that USB interface for, it is primarily to connect USB dongles. And those USB dongles, they convert cellular connectivity to a USB interface. So that, and that was interesting for us. And we start to ask uh, customers, uh, why do you use the USB LTE dongle for? And they would say, well, we want to use it for failover. We want to make sure that if the main connectivity on the MX is down uh, from, the, from the carrier, uh, there is a, a cellular connectivity as a failover. Which is interesting because it kind of inherently uh, says, from a customer perspective, they trust the cellular network more than they trust the uh, the wired network, which is very interesting. But uh, that started with, with that with with that uh, support, and we start to see more and more requests over time to support more and more LTE dongles. Right? Either you know there's a couple of big customers who have certain requirements or some certain agreements with another LTE dongle provider or uh, cellular dongle provider, or there's some band coverage uh, globally that we need to uh, support. And the list of our supported dongles grew really rapidly too. I think now, last I checked, it's about 55. Wow. Um, and so, so that's on its own. It's, it's, it's a really interesting data point that um, support for USB dong cellular dongles is on the rise. But over time also, we started to see people asking for uh, recommendation or something more robust or something more enterprise grade. And I would say for a, long, for, for a good amount of time, we were recommending uh, as Meraki support or Meraki engineering, um, we were recommending third party solutions in the market because we said, you know, we don't have a product today. Uh, we don't have uh, any investment plans around at that, that time to do it. And here's a Mr. Customer, a, a solution that exists in the market that we've heard from other customers that have had success with. And those solutions are geared towards more enterprise use cases. Mm -hmm. And we start to see that trend of people want to have something more robust. And that robustness is basically built on Ethernet connectivity, not on USB connectivity. So they will have something that is sitting on the edge of the network that converts a cellular network to an Ethernet network that plugs into the WAN interface of the MX. Um, so, so that's kind of what we see from, 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 from the Meraki customers, which is what we start with the, uh, with the with Meraki product management. Like we start really with our customer base and we start to see uh, what, are the, what kind of observations, what kind of trends we see with our customer base. And we try to kind of take a step back and see, is that a trend that is more uh, global or is that something that is very niche and specific? Uh, so I think we did some report, uh, some some research here, and then I think um, can shine, shine some light here on on kind of what is the the macro trends that we saw. 
Yeah, sure, Ahab. And as, as we continue to consider all of these customer-driven needs that you just talked about, we were obviously keeping a very close tab at the cellular market, like you said. And what we were seeing was an increase in demand in branch offices and mobile applications specifically. And, and the number of connected devices, if we look at it, still continues to increase, right? We are seeing growing demands for speed and low latency. Um, if we look at the recent reports from IDC, they have predicted that a 5G and LTE router or gateway market could reach up to $3 billion by 2024. So this compounded annual growth rate is kind of expected to be around 24.9%, um, which is just huge, right? So clearly it is a big market that's continuing to grow. And then of course, there's a the promise of 5G, right? So Simon, exciting times for innovations in this cellular wireless band space for sure, and for NGR cellular gateway. Mm, definitely, and, and I, I, I really wanna get into uh, some of the ways in which people are using this in the real world. But before we get to that, uh, let's just uh, unpick a little bit, um, Ahan, let's think about the, some of the, the pain points with the existing solutions that are out there. You talked about these uh, these dongles, and, and I know there's a lot of them. I remember buying one myself when this functionality very right at the back at the beginning when we first started um, bringing this in. And, you know, before I knew it, the dongle was out of date and it was time to move on to the next the next one. And, um, you know, I think that's definitely one of the issues. But maybe just talk us through some of these pain points that uh, that we've really tried to address with uh, this cellular gateway. Yeah, I mean, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, what we heard as, as, the, as the population grew uh, of USB dongles, supported USB dongles that are attached to an MX, um, we start to see and, and, and get a lot of the friction points that our customers are running into uh, really firsthand. And one of the main things that, that folks are uh, really uh, challenged with is the reliability of the, that dongle itself, right? So it's a consumer-grade device. Um, a lot of time they just buy it off of, you know, your favorite carrier store. Mm. Um, it is not meant to be in an enterprise setting. So the reliability was very questionable. And we, 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 were, we were involved actually in multiple cases where we had to troubleshoot something that is clearly not the DMX device, it's clearly that dongle device. And you just couldn't get a hold of that company, or you can get really the, the, the right expertise right, in order to one. triage it and and get it right. So that that is a main pain point. Mm. Right? That's a really big pain for our customers. Uh, the other uh, main point is that you mentioned um, that end of life. There is really no expectation. There is no contract. There is nothing really that stops any vendor of those USB dongles to end of life a product fairly rapidly. Uh, and they move from as consumer technology. Uh, usually, they move very rapidly, right? Um, so that's that's kind of a, a thing for 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 enterprise customers and and businesses out there. They really can't be on this rapid refresh cycle. They they would like to stick into the kind of like an average five year cycle where everything is stable and the investment is is fully materialized before they move on to the next refresh cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, so the end of life thing, that product was another big pain point that we heard loud and clear um, for our customers. And one of the core things uh, that, you know, kind of a continuation of the uh, friction with troubleshooting and supporting those dongles uh, is a lot of time when you just dig into it, um, the problem is, is solved with just upgrading the firmware on the dongle itself. But that requires our customers to go on site and do that uh, from upgrade on site. So that's a really big toll on the business, especially for the, the core market customers who are very distributed uh, branches. Yeah, yeah, that, that, it, that's it's really really painful. It, it, that makes perfect sense. It sort of undermines our whole reason to exist, right? We're meant to be cloud managed technology, so um, clearly we're trying to reduce the number of visits rather than uh, give give other reasons for it. Yeah, so you know, there are also some some challenges that we saw on the visibility side, right, Chopi? Yeah, yeah. Adding to what you guys just talked about in terms of lack of visibility, one other pain point related to that is when the network performance is affected and ultimately the business suffers is due to this lack of visibility and control over this network connectivity data or the related issues that arises from it, right? So when it comes to cellular troubleshooting specifically there is this huge dependency on knowing what these signal characteristics are, right? But there's a lack of control over it. And it's a very common problem. That's the thing. We will 
touch on this later to talk about how MG, which is our standalone cellular gateway, is solving this. But for now, like going back to what Ahem was talking about, which is what were the customer problems that really led us to build our range of cellular products uh, that we have now? Ahem? Yeah, then we just kind of we looked at the the USB inter, you know dongles pain points, right? And we we saw that we can make our customers' lives much easier by integrating the LTE modem inside the MX um, and bring enterprise class, enterprise grade reliability and stability and visibility. Uh, that our customers would expect from any Meraki solution uh, with the MX product line. So about a year and a half ago, we launched the MX67C, MX68CW, and Z3C product family as kind of the first step into um, the, uh, I would say like the second step into the cellular world uh, for Meraki. So the first step was supporting USB interfaces for USB dongles. The second step was really introducing our own embedded LTE devices with the MX. Um, but when we when we launched those uh, when we launched those, those devices, uh, we really heard a lot of uh, great feedback, and there's a lot of traction. And actually, I could say that the MX67 CW uh, super popular and over-indexed over all of our expectations. Um, but it doesn't come also challenge-free. Uh, so we, we heard uh, a lot of feedback from talking to customers and, and, and partners that Shilpi was, was involved in as well uh, around some of the pain points that still exist after solving some of the main pain points with MXC. Right. And and while these are great, like these LT embedded routers, uh, security appliances are great for security and intelligent routing via SD-WAN, there were certainly some opportunities to uh, leverage cellular in different and efficient ways. So now when you think of LT embedded routers, right, they're usually sitting in a network closet, let's say. Having a strong enough signal back there is rare. And, and there's a high chance that the throughput is getting affected by that as well, which is ultimately going to affect the network performance. Um, and then there's cost consideration with coaxial cables, very, very expensive to extend connections over it. So we're seeing that the adoption of cellular as a primary connection is kind of on the rise. And it makes perfect sense because uh, certainly there are advantages behind sort of decoupling the network edge gateway from the router, right? You could place the cellular gateway outdoors. You could even support a variety of other use cases with MG. Uh, for instance, uh, you wouldn't use a router as a cellular gateway for another router or, or firewall. Uh, and, and to add to all of these considerations, there's there's the management component attached to it as well. Mm -hmm. um, deploying, let's say, any third-party router, right, in your infrastructure ecosystem naturally creates more friction points when it comes to, let's say, integrating and uh, managing multiple vendors, multiple dashboards, uh, multiple sales motions. So as a, as, a, as a business looking to deploy at scale, I would want to kind of minimize these friction points and, and anything for that matter that adds to uh, complexity and cost. So that's why when we launched our seller gateway to solve these problems for our customers, it's, it's kind of the main goal was it should be easy to deploy and manage at scale, uh, can be mounted outdoors, right? MG um, also allows for, let's say, an uplink to two network edge gateway devices. So, so, Simon, what I was trying to say to wrap this up is like it just opens up more options for businesses in that way. Yeah, and I can see how the the, the technical hassles and issues of the solutions that came before uh, is something that we really wanted to try to address a little bit more effectively. Um, just you know, thinking about all those dongles, the support of them, the firmware of them, um, just the lifespan of them, uh, and, and and you know, point solutions are never a good. Uh, never a good solution for uh, for an IT team, especially when they're thinly stretched and they're managing across so many different locations. Um, but of course, that's the classic Meraki playbook. Um, let, let's get into the use cases. I really want to try and humanize this conversation a little bit and talk about some of the ways in which uh, we see this cellular gateway uh, or any kind of you know cellular connection of this kind that we're we're looking at. The cellular gateway, I think, is a is really a step forward and opens up some new opportunities for us to support different uh, real-world scenarios. So uh, maybe let's explore um, some of those. Shilpi, I think you you had a couple in mind. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's exciting. Like since the launch, we are seeing that customers from different verticals are adopting MG for a variety of usage scenarios. Uh, I mean, in this critical pandemic phase, the healthcare industry particularly, right? They're trying their best to accommodate the um, unprecedented demand that mm. they're seeing. Yep. So, and most importantly, if you think of they're serving both COVID patients and other emergency services and the regular medical services, that hasn't stopped, right? So um, a reliable network connectivity is critical for them. And some of the ways MG is playing a role here is it's powered by cellular. It's, it's efficient both in, in terms of performance and cost, and especially because it's easy to deploy and manage whether it's a temporary site or a permanent branch location. So think mobile healthcare stations, think COVID testing sites, pharmacy dispensaries, and for branch locations, if there are various regional medical centers, right? So they wanna serve the COVID patients uh, and all these uh, unique use cases of COVID testing sites or vaccination sites in the future. And then there's other aspect, like I said, of about the emergency services and the regular medical services. So they would still want to do some remote consultations, all the things that could be handled uh, remotely, whether it's diagnosis or consultation. They're trying to um, manage uh, their load across so that they, they're able to efficiently manage the network connectivity uh, load that they're facing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say apart from healthcare, um, there are certain use cases where LT connections, uh, LT connections particularly plays an important role, right? If you think about, let's say, um, customer sites that are in remote locations or um, so spread out, let's say that it's difficult for technicians to commute to and fro from the sites in a day. Mm -hmm. In some places, we heard that, uh, yeah, in some places we heard from our sales team that transportation is a challenge. Staff or technicians kind of visiting the sites are bound to stay there overnight because they cannot come back the same day. But in cases like these, if you think of the like how powerful the ability to troubleshoot is, you know, troubleshooting remotely, yes. it, it just it's very important. It's powerful. Um, and, and remember how we talked about the lack of visibility and control earlier over the cellular network. So so let's let's talk a little about how MG gives you that power. So so with MG, it's it's really easy to monitor cellular connectivity and performance. It it just takes a few clicks within our Meraki dashboard to do that. And, and there's a lot of flexibility. What I mean by that is you get access to both live and historical connectivity data as far as 30 days in the past. And, and that's huge because for the IT team, it means they can troubleshoot in near real time as, as well as uh, retroactively. So, so they have this power of you know isolating the issue and understanding the root cause of the performance degradation. So now, why is this important for IT? Of course, if they would, they would know if it was due to the signal receiving power or quality, or we even tell them like whether it's due to the loss, signal loss, or latency, right? And if it's none of these, then probably they should put their time and attention to some on something else. And then, why is this important for the business overall? Of course, troubleshooting, if it's quicker and easier, it's going to save hours of IT time. So overall, I feel like. It's really powerful if you think of it in the ways it's um, uh, relieving the stress on the IT teams. Um, and, and then there are other use cases, particularly relevant now with the shifting trends in work from home, right? Imagine, an, let's say, executive hosting a global town hall session or delivering a keynote for a global virtual event. We just had our Cisco Live, and it, it was amazing to see how everyone was delivering keynotes from the comfort of their home yeah. or rooftop, yeah. you know, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, relying on a flaky home internet connection does not seem like the best thing to do. In that case, companies are, we are seeing companies are sponsoring employees with the right network connectivity solution to carry out all these critical communications. MG definitely comes in handy in these cases as well. It's an easy install, just insert the SIM card and it plugs into any router to provide um, the reliable connectivity through the cellular uplink. So yeah, there are many use cases that MG can easily support and I can go on and on, but Aham is probably getting excited to talk about some of them as well. So Aham. Yeah, the, the, these are all great uh, examples that we see you know, talking to customers really. And this, you know, definitely like the, the recent events globally uh, put more pressure on augmenting home broadband connectivity with cellular connectivity, similar to, similar to branches like we see in the business, really, as a, as a think of the home now as a micro branch, really. Um, but also before the pandemic, um, I mean, we were fortunate uh, as part of the product uh, management team in the, to really travel the world and, and, and meet with customers and, and uh, see the, the pain points and the use cases out there. 
And there are multiple really interesting examples. And I can uh, remember clearly at uh, Cisco Live um, here, uh, before, like a month before uh, our lockdown, uh, I met with with with, uh, with a customer uh, in France, and their kind of beauty retail chain um, remained undisclosed. Uh, that they mentioned to me that they're an MG customer, and they mentioned to me that they had a location, for example, in northern France, that they had a branch that they could not get internet connectivity to, and no matter how much money they uh, offer to the carrier that only that's that's the only carrier that supports that branch uh, that they, they could not get that connectivity there because it's physically geographically impossible to dig a trench to get to that location yeah so for them having a solution like mg that gets him connectivity for that branch over cellular um it's really really a godsend for them because they said this is the only viable option for me as a business in that location is to go over cellular. Uh, another example, just from an options perspective, is that you know rural areas they will never get uh, either never get connectivity or get really op uh, old technology like ADSL. Uh, so running your business over an ADSL line that gets you kilobit per second uh, versus or low hundred uh, or low megabit per second versus running something over cellular that gets you uh, 40 or 50 megabit per second is, you know, really paradigm shifting for that branch, right? Because now you can extend the the same services and the same experience across all your branch, regardless of uh, of the WAN connectivity media. Yeah, that that actually so just just quickly that that one actually with you maybe think there, Aham. I mean, one of the key things for uh, any kind of uh, retail operation, for example, that operates on a franchise basis or is a is a brand that is replicated in you know hundreds or thousands of different sites. The consistency is very important to them. That's part of the reason those brands are so powerful is that they provide that consistent experience. And of course, you know, being able to do so from a from a technical perspective is you know just as important as the direct service to the end customer. Oh, absolutely, and that's that's the part of the the beauty of us as a technology provider is that we have to look at our customers' customers, right? Like, what yeah. is the our direct customers' objective is to make their customers' experience very consistent and very happy, right? Um, so, if you as a customer go to a franchise location and you have a vastly different experience just because of technology limitations, then guess who gets blamed on that? The technology team, and that technology team is our customer. So that becomes our problem. Right, and it, it uh, can and be even bigger than that because it can be the, the actual brand itself. Of course, it reflects on the brand oh, yeah, as well. And people start tweeting about you know the issue they're having on their Wi-Fi or whatever it is. So yes, there's there's no underestimating the the importance of of providing that consistency and and healthy connection. Exactly, one hundred percent on that. Um, and the other things that we start to to look into, we start to hear from from folks out there uh, when we launched the really our cellular technologies. Uh, is those really interesting use cases, right? Uh, where a remote station or uh, a, a mobile, uh, really micro branch like uh, conversations are happening. And before the pandemic, uh, things around elections, right? Uh, when you have election stations, mm. uh, they are temporary, they need to move around, um, and, and they just need to establish that connectivity for those election stations. Um, we've seen, you know, MG being deployed there. Uh, Really interesting use case. Uh, we have also similar kind of mobile or temporary um, kind of locations is around construction sites, right? When you go as a crew, you want to have a construction site, you're there for, uh, you know, let's say a month for a residential site or multiple months for um, non-residential sites, uh, depends on the size of the, of the job, then you really, you really have to rely on something that is mobile, that is temporary, uh, that gets you connectivity because that crew is also utilizing technology in the construction site and they need connectivity to 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 the back office. Uh, so that's another kind of use case and 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 an expansion of of the reach that we have for the market platform. Um, and here to kind of kind of cut back on the using cellular as a primary connectivity, and uh, we heard that a lot really in the U.S. and in Europe uh, primarily, uh, where. You, as a, as a branch or as a, as a business, as a, as a franchise, you say, hey, I want to go open up a branch in this uh, city or in this town, um, and I want to really launch it in three months. And part of the friction there is um, getting connectivity to that branch side 
might take longer than that if you go with a wired connection. So you go to the local carrier and you find out, oh, it's only served, that area is only served by a single carrier and you submit a request and they will say, oh, we're backlogged or we have some concerns or we have some, we have to go to the municipality or the city law in order to dig uh, a new line or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna take you six months, right? Uh, so now your time to launch that branch is going to be delayed because you can't provide technology in that branch. You can't really process payments or get advertising uh, or get really Wi-Fi connectivity because that's now expected in, in a lot of retailers. Um, and and your, your plans are delayed just because of one component, which is connectivity to that branch. So what we see and we, we start to see, and, and that's on the increase, is that um, technology teams will go to the business, business and say, you don't have to delay. We can bring up the branch over cellular and have it run over cellular uh, until the, 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 the landline is dug and connected. And whenever we, we get that primary line uh, connectivity, we leave the cellular connectivity as failover. So that's kind mm. of a two-in-one benefit. Right, win-win. Yeah. And there are some, some other use cases that uh, we, we really saw that, you know, this is kind of specific to branch connectivity, right? So there are some other use cases um, that uh, we see as benefits, actually, when you're and leveraging the power of the branch platform. And, and she'll be uh, really run into some of, some of those use cases she can touch on. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's amazing how we're talking about all these examples and use cases. In, in addition to all of these use cases that we talked about, there are, there's definitely an opportunity to kind of leverage the combined power of our cellular solution uh, combined with our Meraki wireless devices and Meraki smart cameras or even third-party IoT devices, right? Whether it's for, let's say, propagating signal to our wireless product uh, to deliver mobile hotspot or... Uh, to our smart cameras that are deployed for remote surveillance. Our cellular gateway supports all of these and also third-party IT devices, which, which is amazing when we look at how the use cases are growing and will continue to grow given all the trends in the 5G and cell LTE gateway router market that we spoke about earlier, Simon. This is amazing. I mean, there, there are so many uh, use cases that that uh, it's like the longer you talk, the longer, the more ideas are popping into my head about different <laughs> scenarios this could be used in. And of course, I mean, this year, especially with such a vast impact to our lives, um, and that's everybody, like every business and every yep. individual, so many different yeah. people impacted. The ability to be able to connect uh, to different locations at a moment's notice, to be able to provide failover when you have either a connection that is wonky and unstable or it's just maybe just not fast enough that point about adsl i think was a really good one um th th that technology of course is one where your connection speed and performance uh, and reliability as well actually drops as you move further away from the uh, the yeah. circuit that you're connected to so you know th th that's a real downside and obviously cellular overcomes that pretty easily um okay so that i think the i think there's it's a pretty compelling list of use cases and and um, varied uses that we can we can put this product to, um, but Aham, maybe let's let's have a look at the really what's what's special about this. Some of the some of the design considerations, some of the things that that we see as uh, setting our product apart here. Oh, you gotta bring the nerd in me. Um, that's great. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a clean slate. Oh, Go for it. Boy, uh, the. Uh... So, so really, the team uh, did a tremendous job. I would say uh, we. This is you, when you see a product out there, uh, it, it's really underestimated, undervalued. The amount of thinking, testing, experimentation, research that goes into bringing such product to market, uh, and this is on us as a product development organization, right? The product management organization. This is our uh, uh, our obligation to our customers to bring something that is extremely thought through extremely tested and um, really fits uh, the, the promise and the expectations of our customers from a Meraki product. So if you look at the MG21 and the MG21e, uh, first of all, uh, I hope that you, everyone in the, in the audience who's listening either already has one or, uh, or they're planning <laughs> on trying one. That's, that's, can't stress that enough. That's our aspiration, right? That's, uh, that's why we're here ultimately. Yeah, I mean that's that's really the hope uh, because really you can't you can't see how beautiful uh, this product is from just the beautiful imagery that Shilpi and team is working on. But if you just hold it in your hands and see the quality of the materials, to see the quality of the design, uh, the elegance of it, 
uh, we really, uh, quote unquote, rockified this, this space and rockified this product. So it's a really, a, you know, very simple, very clean design. It's a, uh, a, a really a square design with rounded edges, uh, very Meraki uh, design language. So it's very, very Meraki product, I would say. Uh, very easy, very simple to use. The mounting blade plate that you see in the in the packing list, um, it's uh, there's a lot of thought process and a lot of innovation went into the mounting plate just to make it really easy to use, uh, supports multiple services because you know the MG will be installed on walls and ceilings and also poles uh, outdoors. Um, and just making that mechanism toolless uh, and making the security uh, security of the device so it, it doesn't come off that uh, mounting plate easily, uh, very intuitive and very easy and very secure. Uh, so there's a lot of innovation that and then thought process went into that. And also if you see that the, the product itself, you can't, there are no screws on the back, so you can't really unscrew it and see what's inside. That's part of another aspect of security. It's, uh, you know, uh, supersonic welded. Uh, so if you don't know what it is, uh, really sophisticated manufacturing machinery that makes the top and the bottom side of uh, half of the enclosure uh, welded uh, with, 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 with supersonic technology, basically. Wow. Uh, so it I, makes it really... I've never heard of that, but it sounds incredibly cool. Supersonic welding. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of just want to buy it just for that reason. No, no. I think it's ultrasonic welding. Sorry. Ultrasonic welding. Okay. I misspoke. It anyway. still sounds great. It still sounds great. I'm loving the pride that's coming out here, Aham. This is wonderful. I, I'm, I'm really hearing the pride of a product manager who's, you know, t telling us, the, telling the world about how proud he is about his baby. This is awesome. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's really credit to our hardware team. We have world class hardware organization that really built super beautiful products. Um, and even the, the packing list, like the, the packaging of the device, a lot of thought went into how to make it very compact, um, very easy to ship and very easy to stack so you can see the, the product name, the labeling, how to make it from uh, sustainable materials uh, and be really good for the environment. Uh, so the, all that level of thought and, 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 and uh, design went into that product. Um, but then you go just you see it this beautiful real square uh, and you can't wait to, to install it. Uh, one of the core things that we focused on during the design and really researching with our customers is this future looking design. Um, and we'll touch on, I think, our, our vision for the future um, later on in the segment. But I think that, you know, when we talk to customers and ask them where would you prefer the, the antennas or the LTE antennas or the cellular antenna to be installed? And a lot of folks would say, well, ideally outside, but that's not possible. So, you know, close to the window, close to the wall or something like that. Um, so we challenged that. It's like, why is it not possible? And they would say, okay, in order to make it outside, uh, you have to, you know, it's going to be really expensive. So I don't want to sacrifice costs just to make that. I can live something that is closer to the window. Um, so we said that, no, we can probably make something that is cost effective and still, uh, with approved. So I said, no, the MG21 and MG21E are IP67 rated and you can, as a business, you can really, uh, be comfortable installing that product outdoors and it will hold to the, to the elements. Um, and that will be very, very, very helpful for, uh, from a design perspective when it comes to 5G world and mm -hmm. we'll touch on that later on. Um, the other thing that we, uh, asked customers and we, we heard a lot is that flexibility into the power options. So how you want to power the MG since it's a, you know, a, an extension of your network, most likely it's not going to be in the, uh, in the network closet. And we saw really two use cases here. Either you, you have a local power outlet that is in, indoors and, and you just, you want to plug a DC power to it, uh, or you want to power it via POE. So we provided both options for uh, folks to power the, the MG device. Uh, so they can put a, a part of a PoE uh, injector in line between the WAN interface of the downstream router and the MG, and you get the connectivity there, or you can have a DC power locally. Uh, and the other thing, when we start to look at the, the, the really the use cases that we have, especially when it comes to the Meraki core customer base, when you have MX uh, in HA, like high availability, so you have two MXs in a branch, uh, and one of them is active, the other one is standby, so having a cellular gateway, obviously you want to be gateway for both, right? And in order to make that transition in case of a failure on the primary MX uh, or primary router to the secondary one, 
we uh, we we added dual Ethernet ports to that design. So now you have imagine like a triangle when you have two routers and an MG, and one router is active, one is uh, standby, and one if the active goes down, the standby will kick in, and MG is still be connected to that uh, secondary or backup uh, router. And one of the, the the main things that we started to really look into in the design and the design choices that we had is this uh, notion of internal versus external antennas. And we really went into it thinking about internal antennas only. And we said, this is the simplest, the cleanest way that you can do uh, cellular connectivity and th that you can just unbox the device, plug in the SIM, uh, connect power, install, and you're good to go. Um, and then we start to see when we're talking to folks who are installing uh, such solutions in, uh, especially in rural areas, that they would like to have uh, some sort of an, an accessory, an antenna uh, that gives you high gain uh, because they will be in a location that is really far from the tower, from cellular tower. So kind of trying to solve for this last mile solutions or, or challenges in rural areas. Um, so they said, okay, make your, your antennas internally really super high gain. So that, that doesn't work from an engineering perspective and just makes the device really big and very expensive. So we thought, let's make a, an external antenna version of it that comes with dipoles in the, in, uh, in the box. And that could be your uh, choice of, uh, of installation. You still get the great signal coverage. But if you uh, in a location that requires really high gain antennas, you need just to point the antenna uh, directionally to a tower. Uh, you can take off these dipoles and you can pair the MG21E with an accessory that we sell at a cart that is high gain antenna. And now you can just point that antenna to the, the tower and you, you reduce the side noise and gain super high gain nice. into uh, coverage and that optimize your signal. Uh, so that's kind of really the, the nuts and bolts of the device itself, right? And there's obviously uh, being a member of the Meraki platform, there, there's many benefits. Uh, that you can get on, and, and, and I think that Shopee has a lot of experience in that. Yeah, and I have to say, um, like when I recently filmed the unboxing of MG, uh, it's not just my pride speaking. I truly had that experience where it's like, okay, an IT networking product can give you the same experience that you kind of get from, let's say, us unboxing of a smartphone, but it's it's just so compact and so easy to like put it back in and. Even when stalling, like you said, it's so super easy. And and you mentioned how it's like IP67 rated. You're going to put it outside for better uh, signal reception. It, I mean, it, it's great if it looks good, right? <laughs> when we install it at our businesses. So yeah, definitely these design considerations combined with the simplicity of managing cellular and the entire networking stack uh, from one single dashboard is where the Meraki magic happens. We we have this unified Meraki dashboard interface and, and then we have the uh, API-driven automation, right? That sort of complements it really well. Right from the beginning, when you claim devices and dashboards, IT your IT team remotely configures settings. When you install it and plug it in, it's ready to go. Now, if APIs are being used, then it kind of further eliminates or reduces a lot of manual effort. Um, and of course, the experience will continue through monitoring, adding one or more type of Meraki devices at new locations, um, troubleshooting to uh, kind of optimize res or, or resolve the network performance across the network, network stream from uh, edge to Wi-Fi. So uh, if scale is something a business cares about the most, or reducing IT downtime is something business is is the business priority, or there are unique challenges that kind of require expanding on the existing use cases. Whichever of those problems the business is hoping to solve, I would say so. Cellular gateways lets you kind of leverage the wireless band and and makes it much easier and efficient in a lot of different ways that we all talked about today. It's it's definitely exciting to see the way it's being rapidly adopted across different industries and the uh, use cases that we mentioned. Nice and and uh, I mean that's really such a comprehensive overview of that product. I now feel like I can I can visualize it. I can, I'm picturing it now in my mind's eye. Um, the the great thing is, of course, that that uh, if you want to see it for yourself, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can go to our website and see the pictures, or you can get yourself one. But we'll talk about that later. Um, Let's talk about what's coming next. 
I think uh, there's, that's always a question. Every, anybody who is uh, into technology, they're always wondering, okay, not just what's here now, but what's what's coming next. And of course, there is this big elephant in the room um, that we should definitely address. So um, uh, why don't you take us through that, guys? Yeah, sure, Simon. Um, so yeah, fi fi we, talk we talked about 5G earlier, right? So when it comes to 5G, there's so much excitement and hype, and I'm sure there are always so many questions on everybody's mind. Um, so Ahem, where do we begin? Maybe you could start with what 5G is and what it really means for businesses? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's such a popular question. And, and I can relate, like when last time I was at uh, Mobile World Congress in Barcelona in 2019, it was basically 5G everything. I, I, I swear I saw, I think, a, a 5G-enabled toilet seat. So you know that the hype is real no when, when, when it gets to that use case, right? So it was 5G everything, really. You can't say anything 5G and people will listen to you at, at, at MWC in 2019. Um, but uh, I think there, there's a lot of hype differently. Uh, and there's, I would say, talking to customers and partners, there's a lot of confusion on what 5G means. Uh, and I can tell you like when, and that's the first question I ask any any customer or partner who asks me, what about 5G? I told them, okay, what does 5G mean to you? And nine out of 10 times, uh, people will say, I just need high speed and low latency, right? And you combine that with what's been uh, marketed in the, in the street, quote unquote, as, you know, we have, 5G coverage, and we have 5G E, and we have LTE Advanced, and we have 5G Evolution, or, you know, there's a lot of terms being thrown out there um, just to put that 5G label on. Uh, but it's really important to, to, to differentiate, in my opinion, uh, three different technologies. And those three different technologies will address the nine out of 10 times that we hear today, which is I need high speed and low latency. The first one is high high category LTE. So this is 4G LTE, I would call LTE advanced. Um, so if you want to go to the details, uh, a, you know, the, the speeds of the LTE that you can get out of your carrier and the modem that you have in your phone or your, you know, in this case, MG, uh, follows a spec or a category. So MG21, for example, is a category six LTE that gives you nominal speeds of 300 megabit per second download. Um, so there is, in the LTE spectrum, you can go up to category 18. Uh, and category 18 LTE gets you nominal speed download of 1.2 gigabit per second. Uh, so that's, that's significant, right? Uh, if you get in real life something around 500 to 600 megabit per second, that is, that's real bandwidth, that's real horsepower that you can get um, in, in the branch. So that's LTE advanced, that's CAT 18. And that's, I think, that the first wave of the marketing hype around having LTE, LTE advanced or 5G evolution primarily is around category LTE, 18 LTE. The other thing is 5G. Uh, so 5G as a technology and as a, as a standard is, is broken into two uh, realms. One is 5G sub 6 gigahertz and the other one is 5G millimeter wave. So that's basically talks about the uh, frequency spectrum that technologies are operating on. So 5G sub six gigahertz, it's for lack of a better word, a higher category LTE. So it's about CAT 24, uh, CAT 22. So it gets you about nominally two gigabit per second to three gigabit per second nominal speed. In real life, given all the interference and all the uh, contentions on the radio, you should expect something around 800 to one gigabit per second uh, in real life. So it is it is a significant speed, but if you look at it and compare it to what CAT 18 LTE will get you, it's not that much of an evolution. Uh, that's not, it's not a revolution, it's an evolution, right? So it's just a you know, higher speed, lower latency uh, from what you get from CAT 18. Then you get the millimeter wave. And millimeter wave, uh, as a technology, it's still not ratified as a standard, and uh, the chipsets are still not there. But that gets you kind of the really the promise of 5G that's been uh, touted in, in, in research papers and what have you. Uh, that gets you uh, that up to 10 gigabit per second speed, super low latency, a lot of innovation around how you want to do segmentation and do traffic policing and all, all that fun stuff. Uh, so I think that's that's really important to break down the spectrum of 
what 5G means to our customers, right? And when we talk to those individuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for clarifying those and talking through those nuances for all of us. So there's obviously this hype versus reality conversation. Um, for our listeners, maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the myths that's been going around and how how do we interpret that? Yeah, that's a, good, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, the so I want to categorize um, the myths or some of the uh, misconceptions that we have in the market that we're talking to customers. Uh, it's really around uh, four uh, areas that we see. Um, the first one is that, hey, I have 5G now. I need I need just to utilize that connectivity now. Um, and the answer to that is that you probably don't. It depends on where you are. Um, so if you talk about, you know, when we talk to our uh, partners and, and carriers, really service providers in the world, and talk about their 5G rollout plans, uh, and most of them are actually publicly available, um, you can see clearly where the rollout plans start. So their strategy as new technology, uh, because 5G uh, is going to address these high-density environments, is they will start with high-density metros. And we go for metropolitan area in a high-density environment and then uh, expand from there. So if you operate as a business um, mostly in rural areas, it doesn't matter what the carriers is announcing on the TV, it's going to be non-5G coverage now. So that's that's misconception number one. The second misconception that we hear is that you know 5G is going to be really, really uh, uh, a revolution in connectivity uh, over what's 4G LTE. Um, and I think we, we clarified that. Like if you're talking about 5G sub-6 gigahertz, the answer is no. It's going to be an evolution, not a revolution. If you talk about uh, 5G millimeter wave, uh, the answer is yes. That, that's going to be kind of the revolution in connectivity and speeds and technology. But unfortunately, that is uh, very expensive to maintain and deploy, especially when it comes to wireless carriers, that you most likely won't see it rolling out very soon. I think that our expectation or forecast will be somewhere in the next two to three years where you start to see meaningful millimeter wave expansion in high density metros. The third aspect that we hear a lot about uh, is, oh, 5G is, is here and so great that it's going to replace Wi-Fi um, devices and Wi-Fi in the branch or Wi-Fi in the home even. Um, and the answer is that possibly, but most likely not. Uh, just because if you think about the scale of number of devices that are, if we were kind of realize this vision of no, no Wi-Fi in the future and everything's going to be over cellular, um, the number of devices is going to be really, really massive connecting to towers. And then you just transition the problem for being in the local area network to the wide area network. So carriers will be extremely challenged in that reality on that future uh, vision if everything moves into uh, cellular. And then what our what our forecast and our, our predictions is going to be uh, 5G and, and Wi-Fi, especially with Wi-Fi 6, will coexist. And actually some of the challenges that carriers will go through in terms of coverage will only be addressed economically speaking in a Wi-Fi augmentation. So there's um, there's the um, a lot of standardization going on, and Cisco's leading the taking the lead on open roaming standards uh, to make that handoff between 5G connectivity to Wi-Fi 6 connectivity seamless, and that will vastly help carriers in their uh, 5G coverage uh, for devices. Uh, and the final thing is going to be you know, 5G replacing internet broadband, um, and that's for for uh, for branches and for the home. Um, and the answer is possibly. So that, I think that's that's a, that's something that we can think through, and, and we can keep a pulse on the market on, uh, especially when you know wireless WAN connectivity is going to be leaps and bounds over wired WAN connectivity uh, in that branch. So I think that these are kind of the the, the main myths that we hear. Yeah, thanks, Sam. There's definitely a lot of overwhelming information out there that's present, and so thanks for clarifying all this for us. So um, given this 5G landscape, I know all the listeners must be very excited to hear from us, like at Meraki, where are we headed? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we, we see that the, the challenges are, are real, especially uh, when, uh, when it comes to 5G. So uh, our vision for a 5G world that, A, we, we definitely believe in it, right? So we were very much aligned on 
the promise of true 5G, especially when it comes to millimeter wave, uh, the evolution of the technology from a connectivity perspective in the wireless WAN space to be more of gigabit wireless WAN, whether that's CAT18 or sub-6 uh, 5G. Uh, so our vision is really uh, providing a simple portfolio in the MG5 family that is a good, better, best. And think good is the MG21 where we have today and think best as 5G millimeter wave. And the design choices that we made from the get-go, making it you know, IP67 rated, making the, the backplate uh, designed the way it is, it will allow us to be really best positioned to leverage true 5G power. Because imagine if you have really millimeter wave 5G coverage, uh, the frequency is so high uh, that windows become reflective. So getting coverage inside the buildings is going to be extremely challenged. So what a better way to get the best performance out of your wireless WAN connectivity uh, than just putting a fire, an MG device that has 5G millimeter wave connectivity outdoors. So now you don't, you're not challenged with any of those coverage things. Uh, and we, we hear also a lot around... Um, uh, a couple of things that we the folks want want to use that can expand the reach of wireless wine solutions. So things around having two carrier SIM cards in in the in the device itself with active and failover uh, behavior. So that's something that we're we're definitely looking into. Uh, the conversations around eSIM support. So really taking away that uh, the manual labor of getting a physical SIM card, inserting it into the device, locking it, uh, going some everything completely digital, that's something that um, we're looking into. Um, and we, we start to see a lot of use cases, especially when it comes to, in the, in the United States, uh, first responders, when we talk about FirstNet uh, with AT&T and BAT14, uh, a lot of interest and a lot of hype there that we're looking into. Um, and also uh, on, on the dashboard side of things and the software side of things, um, this pain point that still exists today that we want to solve for, for our customers around managing their data plans and managing their usage usage over cellular and make sure that they don't get charged overages or understand where, where their consumption is coming from. Uh, these are kind of all broad spectrums of things that we are looking into to expand and build our product family. I think that was, uh, awesome. I think AM, that was one of the best um, roadmaps without it being a roadmap that I've ever heard. It was it was a really nice, <laughs> nice uh, shining a light on the future. And, you know, it's not that hard to guess. I think there's a, there's a lot of um, exciting areas. And, and I'm so glad that you spent some time elaborating on the, the truth behind 5G. It is it is uh, definitely susceptible to that hype train uh, right now. And I keep hearing it from every sort of uh, advertisement I'm, I seem to be hearing seems to be about uh, 5G this, 5G that. Um, so thanks for adding that reality in there. I think with uh, with this product, obviously we've we've done such a good job in the past one hour of uh, of going into all the details about it that uh, we're going to have some people who want to give it a try now uh, to take it for a spin. So, what's the best way they can go about um, doing that, Shilpi? Yeah, so on our website, there's all the information about the product. Um, there's also an opportunity for anyone to try the product. We have the um, trial option on our product landing page, and they can get started from there. Perfect. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You're starting to sound like a salesman now. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cue to just to end the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it on that high note. Um, okay. Well, um, goodness me, that's been um, really, really detailed. And uh, and I think, you know, for anybody who's really interested in this particular area, I mean, you can't do better that you can look at the product sheet all day. You can look at the data sheet. You can look at the website. Uh, but I think this has been probably the most comprehensive overview I've come across for uh, for this product. So thank you both very much for, for going through all of that. Um, so that I think that wraps up this episode. And so once again, I just want to remind you that uh, obviously you can try out anything from the Meraki portfolio if you hear what you like. And of course, or if you like what you hear even, I need a break. Um, so we, we are um, obviously... Uh, the, all managed through that centralized dashboard. So that's where you get that benefit is having that consistent experience. And we just keep thinking about new product areas uh, where we can provide that consistency of experience. That's super important to us. Uh, so anything you want to try, uh, that's really why we have our trial programs is because we know that, that that's really the best way to bring it to life for you is to try it in your own environment and see what kind of difference it can make for you.
So thanks for tuning in to Meraki Unboxed once again. Uh, and I just want to repeat what I said at the beginning. If you've got any feedback, if you want to hear more technical depth, if you want to hear less technical depth, if you want to hear us talk about the weather, if you want to hear us talk about, you know, really anything that uh, let's let's keep it Meraki related, not the weather. Um, Meraki related, let me know what you would like us to talk about. And if you'd like to be part of the show, I would absolutely love to welcome you on to, uh, to talk about your own implementation and how it's making a difference for you. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Meraki Simon, and that's probably the best way to do it. If you want to continue the conversation about this product, I would invite you to head over to the Meraki community. That's a great place to talk to your peers, other people who are using these products in the field, uh, who I'm sure will share their own experiences. And, and also, you know, you can talk about any challenges you're hat or hitting as you go through this journey. So that's Meraki, uh, sorry, community.meraki.com. I'm going to wrap things up now. Thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, we welcome you back in a couple more weeks with more Meraki. Until then, have a good time. Stay safe. Bye for now.